What's up, y'all? This is Remy. I'm back for a solo. Week nine is about to end tonight, and I'm just going to hit y'all with what I know, what I already know after week nine, after nine weeks NFL. Let's just dive right into it. Let's start with quarterback situations. What I know. Kirk Cousins is not the guy. And the same thing uh, go with Sam Darnold. They both will be looking for quarterbacks. They are stopgap type of quarterbacks. Now, Carolina was silly enough to pick up Darnold's fifth option. Uh, that was a fair move, a FOMO, if, if you if you will. Because what if he goes off? Then we'll be, be we'll be paying market value, which is way too which would be way too much. But you got to see what the product is in your system before you commit like that. And um, now you got to play some salary cap gymnastics. Now, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is any better, but it's like he, he puts you in the middle. It's like it's like being the eighth seed in the NBA. Like, okay, yeah, we made the playoffs, but we're we're not a contender. What are we? Well, we're going to stay in the middle for three or four years if we keep extending this person. And that's what it is with Kirk Cousins. And I'm not even saying that Kellen Mond is the man for the, Minnesota, for the Minnesota Vikings. But it's time to start seeing what else you have. And it's probably turn, time to draft another quarterback. Uh, he is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He's not consistent. And I don't know what's going on with the primetime thing with Kirk Cousins. But... It is what it is. Uh, sticking, well, sticking on quarterbacks, Tua isn't special. Tua T, Miami Dolphins quarterback, is not special. Um, that's why their record, record is lacking right now. Uh, people feared that he wouldn't be able to stay healthy throughout the whole season, and it's, and it's showing right now. That's what we know. We know that Tua isn't special. Miami is already... Looking for other uh, outlets to get a quarterback. And this offseason, they're probably going to do it. I don't, whether they hold on to Tua and do that, whether they trade Tua, there will be another quarterback in the building. Um, that is better than Jacoby Brissett. And they might even be even right now. Jacoby Brissett and Tua T might be the same overall. Might be no difference. Now, granted, Tua does have time to grow, but he seems very codependent. He needs a great offensive line. He needs multiple playmakers. He needs a very good defense. If the goal is to win the Super Bowl, it's time to move on from Tua T. I know it's early, but it is time to move on from Tua T. Still sticking with quarterback. What I told y'all about Green Bay earlier this season is showing. It's becoming true. I've, I told you. They are Aaron Rodgers dependent. And he's great. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time great. But that Jordan Love game shows y'all what the Green Bay Packers look like without Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not even saying Jordan Love is going to be bad. He might even be better than Tua T. He looked very average, and he got a lot of the preseason reps, and this is his second year in this system, 
And he does mimic a lot of the mannerisms and mechanics of Aaron Rodgers. But his ball placement is not Aaron Rodgers-like. He's trying to do the same plays and the same things that Aaron Rodgers um, does on the football field. But his accuracy isn't there yet. He's trying to throw a back shoulder fade, but he's throwing it to the front shoulder. Or he's overthrowing it. And there was a, a segment on... On one of the sports channels I seen earlier today where the coach was running down the sideline. And that's because he had told Jordan Love, throw the back shoulder, throw it right to where I'm standing. And so some of it is coaching, but he didn't hit enough of his layups. The easy throws, you got to hit the easy throws. You got to hit them right on the money. And you got to play with confidence. But also... um, the coach should have gave him some runs, some bootlegs, some read options, and they should have max pro more. You know they gonna, you know Spagnola's gonna zero blitz you. <clears throat> but this is what the Green Bay Packers are gonna look like without Aaron Rodgers. It looks like he is gonna move on after this year. With that being said, the sneaky Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are very, very sneaky. They traded Von Miller, and they played out of their minds this weekend and won a game against the Cowboys. That Von Miller trade looks like, well, why would why would Aaron Rodgers want to go there? But you freed up a whole lot of cap space, and you got multiple picks back. So... They're either going to have assets to get their next quarterback or they got assets to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And also, they got rid of that that cap. They got rid of um they got rid of Von Miller's cap hit, which means they're going to have over 70 million in cap space in the offseason. So, just do the math on that. Carried it one. Oh, they can sign Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Very slick move. Very slick move by the Denver Broncos. If they can trade for Aaron Rodgers without giving up a whole lot of draft compensation, maybe if they can give up only two picks instead of four instead of four picks, they got the cap room to get Rodgers and Adams. And most people are saying, well, they got several receivers in Denver. Why would they do that? When Aaron in 2010, when Aaron Rodgers was at his best and they won a Super Bowl, he had multiple targets. That way, you couldn't really key on anybody. In 2010, the top four receivers for the Packers were Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, James Jones, and Jordy Nelson. And you had to cover all of them. I mean, that's when he was at his best. He's not like Matthew Stafford with a Megatron. That's all I need is a mega, you know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is most dangerous when he can spread it around and you don't know where the ball is going. So I'm thinking that's what Denver was thinking. Let's get this cap space. Let's get some picks. Let's try to get Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh, Patrick Sertain will be in his second year next year. And we can draft defense, draft offensive line, and try to make one more Super Bowl run. 
So let's stick in that division and let's talk Kansas City. What is Kansas City problem? Kansas City problem is teams are saying, you know what? We're not going to give up no explosive plays. Not going to do it. We're not going to let you have any. You're going to have to march down the field. Kansas City is not. Not only are they not running the ball, but they are not executing their own schedule stuff. They rushing. They're rushing. They're rushing. Now, the teams that have the capability, they stunt. They stunt and get pressure on Mahomes that way, but they still playing too deep shell. Mahomes is throwing rocket balls on the regular unscheduled plays. You got to groove it in there. If you throw, if you drilling it because you and you throwing it late in across the middle. Yeah, the receivers are going to drop it. Now everybody start pressing. And you're impatient. You got to learn how to march the ball. And you got to make them pay for having them two deep safeties in the run game. And also, you got to go back to some of your play. I'm not seeing none of the Westbrook plays that, that Andy Reid was drawing up when he was with the Eagles. You got to go back to some of them staples. You got I haven't I haven't seen a uh, Travis Kelsey screen all season. I mean, they got like four or five different screens that they can throw to Travis Kelsey. You got to go back to that. You got to go back to having your four receivers on one side and then another receiver or a tight end on the other side and throw that little that quick slant to what on one on the quad side with the other three receivers just really blocking. You got to go back to plays like that. You got to throw some more of them swing screens, whether it's throwing it to Hardman or Tyreek Hill. Throw throw two of them in one drive. You got to get back to the basics, man. You got to throw that little flat route. You got to do some switch releases. You got to to start taking the profit. You got to hit the short dump offs and not drilling it and throwing it late. You got to throw a catchable ball and, and get some yak. You're trying to go over the top all the time, and teams has figured that out and just said, you're not going to do that. So that's Kansas City problems. Um, yesterday, we got a chance to talk about OBJ. Uh, we had some technical issues with putting it out there to the public. I'm not sure what's going on with Anchor with that. We'll figure it out. But Chris and Fat think that uh, they want to see him go to Green Bay. And I don't. Part of me, I guess I say, I guess I'm gonna say the Rams is where I want to see him go. But eventually, I think he's gonna get claimed on waivers by the Seattle Seahawks. I just think they're in they're in desperation mode. I'm hearing too many rumors, and Pete Carroll is probably on the hot seat over there, and they want to keep Russ. And Russ has uh, reportedly said that he wants OBJ, so that that looks like. Uh, good fit, even if it's just for rest, the rest of this season. Odell Beckham Jr. to the Seahawks, and they could go on a run. Um, I just think that that would help them on third downs. Like they, they're getting into too many third and longs and and third and third down situations, and this is just gonna give them some creativity. And just make them a threat. And it's also going to help their run game. Because you're either going to play too deep. Keep the safeties back. 
and we're gonna run the ball, or if you got that safety up, Beckham can still beat one-on-one coverage, especially with a quarterback he can trust that can read defenses quickly pre-snap. And I I think that's the best fit for Odell Beckham. As I said yesterday, that the part that you guys didn't get a chance to listen to. I believe that Odell Beckham Jr. Pro Bowl days are over, but he still has, let's let's say they got 17 games now. Let's say he played a full 17 without getting hurt. He can still barely get you 1,000 yards. But we shall see. And last thing I want last thing that I know, I know for a fact, the Arizona Cardinals GM is GM of the year. Bunch of small pickups. But they're they're working. They they filled in the correct gaps, and they honestly shouldn't even have one loss. They should still be undefeated. It was a miscommunication thing between Kyler Murray and AJ Green, and they even won a game yesterday without Kyler Murray. They're just pushing all the right buttons, and those offseason moves include include AJ Green. They traded for Rodney Hudson. They signed James Conner. They picked up J.J. Watt, and although he wasn't leading them in sacks, but he he helped their run game, and he was a threat over there. Uh, and he's injured now, but if they make a deep playoff run, I could see J.J. Watt coming back for a playoff game and trying to tough it out. And it makes him J.J. Watt look like a genius because everybody was like, well, why did he go to Arizona? Well, maybe that's why. His connection with Hopkins and maybe Hawkins taught him this team is this team is ready, man. You should take a pay cut and and come this way if you're picking a team. Um, but that's my thoughts on the whole NFL. Uh, what I know so far after after week nine, you guys tell me what you think. I am Remy. This is Tia. Aloha.